Look away now if you're a bowler. Get ready for a run fest. It's cricket. Only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 124. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair. Cricket correspondent, Pakistan Super League, Australia v Sri Lanka in a T20. Sam Collins, white ball cricket, coming at us thick and fast. Indeed, Ed Hawkins, with your sultry voice this evening, thick and fast. And that's not our nicknames for our two guests, by the way. Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair is here. Never mind the quality. Feel the width. Hello, Paul. Hello, Sam. How are you? Very well, Paul. Very well. Good to hear you tonight. And um, finally, Richard Mann, sportinglife.com's Richard Mann returns. If you want to know what value is as a Yorkshireman, welcome, Richard. Hi, Sam. Hello. 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 Team assembled. Tell us what's on the show, Edward Hawkins. Yeah, a PSL update after they switch the tournament to Lahore. We've got two matches to preview, we've selected the tastiest cuts and we've also got Australia v Sri Lanka in a T20. I apologise for my voice. I will be setting up a 0800 number to profit from it. <laughs> Look forward to that. Um, don't miss TSK on what we can expect from the Sri Lankans as well. Plus our best bets, which are now in the black at plus 3.6. We were going to have an outright with a difference this week. Next England coach, I can hear Richard Mann salivating at the prospect of discussing this. But there's been such a flood of money for Paul Collingwood that the market's been suspended. Drama, drama, drama. Um, yes, Paul Collingwood's been announced as interim coach for that West Indies tour coming up. Betfair Sportsbook odds had gone 7-2. to two. Justin Langer was the 5-6 to six favourite. Other prices of note, 9-4, to four, Gary Kirsten, 3-1, to one, the gaffer, Stewie, 5s, Ricky Ponting, Mickey Arthur, at least 12s, Andy Flower, 20. Um, coming to Richard Mann on this, but first, Paul Krishnamurti, do you even care? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Um, as a, From a gambling perspective, no, I'm not, I can't say I'm especially patriotic, um, and I am going to basically defer to Richard because it's not a subject that I have a... I would trust my own opinion on I'm not seeing knowledge about that kind of thing. What I would say is, if Collingwood's got it for the West Indies, I do hope that isn't like a referendum on the job, because that is such a low-grade series, and if we beat the West Indies, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, Richard Mann, unleash your beast. I can I can see Paul shaking his head at me now. Look, this market has fascinated me over the last few days. I think it's a really interesting debate we could have. We were having one off air. Um, but the market itself is really interesting. I think if England split the role, um, white ball and test, I think Gary Kirsten surely is in poor position. He wants the job. He's got a brilliant CV, but he only wants it on test basis. If they don't split the role, then it becomes tricky. Uh, I would say Mickey Arthur's the most qualified guy who's a possible candidate. Wealth of international coaching experience. He's done well everywhere, bar one blip with Australia. Terrific record, South Africa, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. I think he'd be a really good fit in this England side. He generally gets the respect of his players, but he works them hard, and I think that's what England need. If they want to go English, 
Alex Stewart and Collingwood would seem like the front runners. Obviously, Collingwood is interim coach. Um, but I, I'm not sure either as qualified as uh, Mark Robinson, current Warwickshire head coach. They've just won the county championship. He, of course, coached England women's team as well to great success. He, I think he was 25 before the market closed. I'll be back in Arthur and Mark Robinson at massive prices. Okay, Husky Hawkins, any thoughts from you? Yeah, Sportsbook had um, Robinson at 25s, I think, before they suspended. Um, my few pennies worth, if, if it's uh, anyone's interested, is um, I, I would be factoring who their coach is and what their style is to, as to whether England are value in test cricket going forward. If it's some sort of bully boat boy, intense guy like Langer, that's not going to bring the best out of these England players. Uh, people say they need someone to toughen them up. I completely disagree. What they need is someone who's going to take the fear factor away for them, make them relax and enjoy their cricket rather than making them feel like their career is on the line every single time they go out to bat. That's a guaranteed recipe for failure. Okay, thank you, Hawkins. Australia versus Sri Lanka in a T20 to come. Best bets too, but first it is the Pakistan Super League. The Pakistan Super League outright from Betver Exchange looks like this. 2.46 Molten Sultans, 3.5 Islamabad United, 4.5 Lahore Qalandas, 8.7 Peshwa Zalmi, Keta a 10.0 and Karachi yet to win a 25.0. Hawkins to the housekeeping. Please. Yeah, amazed by that Karachi price. Don't see how they're going to qualify anyway. Eight out of the last nine were won by the side batting first in Karachi, completely busting that toss-bias trend. What do we make of it all? Well, we don't have to worry because they're moving venue. They're off to Lahore now. That's why we've had a break midweek. Lahore, seven out of the last nine in the PSL and 12 out of the last 15 in the Pakistan Domestic T20 Cup, which was in October, have been won by the chaser. I'm going to muddy the waters a bit. Of those 15 domestic games, 160 plus batting first busted only seven times. However, in the nine PSL games, five teams both busted 170 or more. Richard Mann, some suggestion that the nights are drier, no dew. What's your take on the toss bias amid Ed Hawkins's muddied waters? Well, it does muddy things a little bit, doesn't it? The dew is a massive factor, and if there's less of it, clearly it's going to help bowling sides um, second time around. I just think that now we're changing grounds, I think we just need to stick to what we know. And generally, in this part of the world, we know that there's a toss bias for the chaser. Look, we were playing on used pitches for this last week or so, but switching ground, we'll have fresh pitches. Generally, it's good good for the chaser, and, and I think that'd be the way I'd be looking for the for the first week anyway, until we get some information that says different. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, which study are you most swayed by? Recent data or the Pakistan Super League data at this particular ground? Um, I think I would probably opt for the Pakistan Super League data, just simply because we've seen in previous renewals and in this just how good these batting sides are. I mean, even on those huge pitch, Rich raises the very critical point about all those pitches being used. And they were still hitting minimum 170 first innings. Um, so I don't believe, I, I do believe we're going to get more big scores, especially on the fresh pitches early on. Um, as for the toss bias, yeah, um, maybe there is less due this year. And 
maybe also the used pitches was a factor, but it was still only 8-7 to the team batting first in the 15 games at Karachi. And I think also if you looked at them all individually, there were several of those successful sides batting first hit extraordinary totals that couldn't realistically be chased down. So I still think there is a bias to chase it, even if it isn't as stark as it was last year. Okay, lovely stuff. More to come from Thick and Fast in a minute. Let's take a look at Thursday's game between Moulton Sultans and Peshwa Zalmi. Now, Hawkins, low down, please. Yeah, possible 11s for you, Sultans. Masood, Rizwan, Maksud, David Kushtil, Johnson Charles is in this side now, uh, reinventing himself as a finisher. Anwar Ali, Abbasafridi, Blessing Muzabani, Imran Tahir and Sharnawaz Dani, Peshwa Zalmi, well, they could have Liam Livingston available. He's only just got out to Pakistan. So I think there's a three-day quarantine, so it puts him right on the cusp of being available for this game. Let's just assume he's not going to be ready, though, because that's a hard ask. Zazai Akmal, Haider Sherb Malik, Rutherford Cutting, Wahab, Usman Qadir, Umar and Saqib Mahmood. Sultan's hammered PZ on Saturday by 57 up after posting all the twos, 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Richard Chew, Richard Mann, let's start with you. Uh, thoughts on this one, please. Sultans just look very strong, don't they? Um, perfect record so far. I, I'm I'm pretty pleased having put them up um, in the outright preview show. Uh, and they were the, they were the team, the first team that that were um, able to defend scores when the toss players for the Chasers were so strong at the start of the competition. They've got everything: brilliant top order, brilliant middle order, bowling strong, and and Zalbin looked weak to me. I, I, I just I think it'll be a, another game where Sultans make a big score here and win convincingly. Well, Krishnamurti, do you agree with Richard Mann or Zalmi for an upset here? No, I agree with Rich. I, I, I mean, I, I certainly would price it why they price it eight to thirteen, five to four. I don't know if I'd back that because of the potential toss bias, but Morton Sultans do look a class apart. Um, I really agree with everything Rich said. They're perfect. They, they really look like a perfect T20 side. There's so much depth there, um, and I would. Zalmi just don't convince me. They don't convince me with a ball at all. Um, you know, I do expect Sakib Mahmood to make an impression at some point, but so far they just haven't been looked like they're going to control scoring. And against this lineup, that's going to be expensive. And as we say, early early in the first matches at the hall. Do think there'll be a lot of runs. So, okay. Sportsbook go, sports go four to six, both teams to hit 170. Edward Hawkins reliably informs me we were getting odds against for more than 160 at the start of the tournament. How best do we play the runs markets now, guys, Richard Mann? Well, if, if Zalmi bat first, I'd be a little bit afraid of that, to be honest. They just don't convince me, particularly if Livingston don't doesn't make it. Um, on the flip side to that, if, if Moulton bat first, uh, never mind 160, but looking at 190, 200, I agree with Paul. I think we'll get good pitches to start with here. Um, and yeah, I mean, the extremities, I mean, Paul will explain in more detail, but 210, 220 could be on here if Moulton bat first. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah. Um, I think that those, uh, indeed, that those correct, those both teams to score odds are too short now. I mean, last week I actually put up a 15-8 to eight loser on both teams getting 170, and now it's 4-6. to six. So I can't have that because if Moulton do that first and get 200, which seems very, very plausible, 
Um, they're going to have to go from, from the start to our meet, and I think they could easily get out cheaply. Uh, so I think really you've got to pick and choose. If, if Martin Salt's back first, absolutely back the big scores. It's notable that even though 200s has been relatively short in a lot of these games, like maybe 11-4, to 3-1, to to the 210s and the 215s are really big still. Um, when Islamabad got 229 the other day, I got like nine, I think, on 215, very, very early in the innings. So look at that. I mean, they have got, they could certainly get 220, 230. We might even see a 250 in this. Edward Hawkins, you've got some side markets for us. Yes, I do. Mohamed Rizwan is going to be a popular bet for top Sultans. Run score, he's got a 31.5% win rate last three editions. Boosted to 13-5 to with Sportsbook giving an edge of 3.7%. Imran Tahir for Top Sultan's wicket-taker is returning 42.8% of the time on the last three editions. He took three Zalmi wickets to tie with Dahani, so 5-2 to two with Sportsbook might float your boat. Okay, Richard Mann, are you sticking with the openers for runs here? I was actually having a good look, actually seeing about sticking with openers for the man of the match market. But in the last seven games, we've actually only had two openers uh, win the man of the match market. Um, and Fakar made a big score and didn't get it. So I'm not so sure about um, where I stand on openers in the man of the match market. I, I agree. I do agree with Ed. I think on these pictures, if they're good, I think the openers could dominate Masood and Rizwan, the two to concentrate on. But I'm not sure I could split the two at the moment. So I'll probably leave this one. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, anything on the side market voting you yeah. for? Yeah, well, so first of all, I mean, I noticed that Sham Massoud has already got two man of the matches and he's 11 to 1, so possibly a bit of value there against Rizwan. Although I've got to say, I'm more, I'm quite tempted by some of these middle order players because it's interesting, which gives that example of the man of the match go, not going to the top scorer in uh, the Lahore game. I thought Tim David was really unlucky not to get it um, when he got 50 off 18 balls um, and Rizwan got it instead because he got 83. And as I was just saying, we could see some really big scores if they bat first. I wouldn't be at all surprised the way he's playing if Tim David did something crazy here and got the man in the match. So he would interest me at 10 to 1. Um, one other bet on the side market that I really like here rather than backing them necessarily to win the match, although I'm against that, is four to six Moulton's score more pitches. They've scored 45 in five matches to 35 for Zalmi. Clear advantage. And just look at that. Just full of sixes. Lovely job, Paul Grishnamurti. Richard Mann, thank you very much. Don't forget to check betting.betfair for every Pakistan Super League previewed by somebody called Edward Hawkins. And there's a free bet there on offer to um, next up straight into another Pakistan Super League game. Saturday's encounter between Islamabad United and the Keta Gladiators. It's that same Edward Hawkins with a lowdown. Islamabad United have lost Paul Sterling. We haven't lost him. They know where he is. He's gone to play for Ireland. So they're going to have to bring in Ramanel Gurbaz. I don't think that's a huge problem because they'll either open in with Munro and Gurbaz with Hales. So Hales, Munro, Gurbaz, Shadab, Azam Khan, Asaf Ali, Fahim, Hassan, what a lower, middle to lower order that is, Mubasir, Wasim and Wakas Maksud, Quetta, Roy, Asan Ali, Vince, Iftikhar, Nawaz, Safaraz, Shahid, Afridi, Faulkner, Luke Wood, Nassim, 
with the SAR. If Dakar's been underused with the bowl, ball, they've gone from five bowling options to seven all of a sudden. They might have sorted their lineup out. That balance looks much better. Uh, hopeful that Quetta chasing 205, the Lahore boosts Islamabad's price here. Islamabad posted 229 in an easy win on the head to head earlier in the tournament. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, do you share such a hope here? Um, I think that um, it's interesting here that I'm not going to write Quetta off, actually. I did, when we were talking about the outright prices earlier, I heard that 10.0 10 about them at this stage of the season is not that bad, considering they've got the England batsmen in. So I'm not going to write them off. And yeah, OK, it's not the end of the world losing Paul Sterling, but it is a negative. So perhaps this is a bit closer than, you know, the 229-186 we saw between these two the other day. That said, I've got nothing against Islamabad. They're a real quality side. As Ed said, that middle order is just mouth-watering and all the same comments apply about them hitting um potentially hitting huge scores but given that it's still early in the season given the top four can still will still qualify and have a chance i'm not writing quite off now richard man with the value here across match odds and runs markets yeah the the point the point i've got written down here really is actually back the case i'm not so sure about quite but the one thing they've got now and we we mentioned this right at the start didn't we in the preview show um is that that top three is really strong now with Roy and, and James Vince back. And I think they could chase just about everything. And even without Sterling, I, I think Islamabad could too. Hales, Monroe, Gerbaz, and obviously the middle order's electric. So if there's a 200 batting first, I wouldn't be against backing the chaser if you could get something like two to one. I, I think these are two weak bowling attacks, in, in my opinion, and I'd be happy to back the chaser. Okay, Edward Hawkins has something on the top bat for this one. Yeah, Roy, big century against Lahore. He's got four wins from nine in his PSL appearances in the last three editions. Alex Hales has six wins in 14. Hales likely to be boosted. I've seen three to one in this tournament, but probably won't get that now because Sterling's gone. Win rate of 44%, maybe 11 to four be back in that old day. Paul Krishnamurti, side markets. Uh, any players that you see to go well here? Um, yeah, well, first, just to add, I agree with what Rich said. This is a this is the one for runs. Weak bowling attacks, very strong batting lineups. This so this one much more so than the Moulton uh, Zalmi game. I would be looking maybe to back um, both teams to score one eighty, one ninety, depending on the prices. Um, all I've got down for players here, because obviously the openers have got great chances, but they're not huge prices, is the same thing as the other game, that someone in the middle order is going to come in and do something crazy. So I would look perhaps at Azam Khan, who would be a big price man in the match. And I think the season he's having, Shadab Khan, definitely. And with both bat and ball, he looked really impressive. OK, same question to Richard Mann. Yeah, I'm not mad keen. I'll be waiting to back the case, but... I just Shadav Khan, obviously Paul's just mentioned, he was having an outstanding tournament. I mean, surely you can't keep dominating, but I mean, the way he's going, he's been outstanding. Maybe on some, if you can get a player performance market or even just throw a few quid in while he's hot in the man of the match market. Okay, thank you. That's the Pakistan Super League done. Now, which of those will make it into the best bets? That is the question. You'll have to wait and find out because first, it's Australia versus Sri Lanka in a T20. T20. 
Australia versus Sri Lanka in a T20 from the SCG, Friday morning, live on BT Sport. Ed Hawkins will be wrapping his throat round a lowdown in a second, but first, Tasneem Samarkhan tells us what to expect from the tourists. Heading into the Dettol T20 series between Sri Lanka and Australia, it's time for a quick Fire Sri Lanka special. The experience thus in Sri Lanka leads an exciting Sri Lanka team looking to build upon its impressive showing at the T20 World Cup. The series provides Sri Lanka with the opportunity to become acclimatised to Aussie conditions ahead of the upcoming World Cup there in November. Sri Lanka have experienced players such as Chandamala Mendes in the squad, but it's the emergence of the young players coached by the recently departed Mickey Arthur that has fans real excited. Before the T20 World Cup, Asalanka was unknown to fans outside of Sri Lanka. In fact, even in Sri Lanka, his reputation was not that of a T20 batsman, but he made his mark and he was a series global breakout star. The elegant left-handed batsman's played nine T20 internationals with an average of 36.87 and a strike rate of 132.88. He'll be looking to build on his impressive start to his T20 career, and he definitely has momentum on his side. One to watch is the world's number one ranked T20 bowler, Hasaranga, a prodigious talent who, like Ajanta Mendes before him, made an incredible start to his international career, has taken 52 wickets in 33 matches. Hasaranga is the perfect modern spinning prototype, and he has all of the tricks in his arsenal, and he's a hard-hitting batsman as well. Pace is essential in Australian conditions, and Sri Lanka have Chimera, who bowls up to 145 kilometers per hour. He had an impressive T20 World Cup on the slower wickets in Dubai, and he could be the one to exploit the faster, bouncier pitches in Australia. If the towering six foot six Benura Fernando gets some match time, he will provide a bowling partner for Chimera, giving Sri Lanka two men approaching 150k bowling in tandem with each other. Okay, your card is marked. Sri Lanka have some players who could well make this close. The bookies disagree. Betfair Sportsbook have Australia one to five, Sri Lanka seven to two. Edward Hawkins, over to you. Australia probable lineup: Finch, McDermott, Maxwell, Smith, Stoinis, Wade, Hagar, Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Zampa. They are pretty much at full strength. There's no. David Warner, you'll spot there. Sri Lanka, we think they might go like this. Nisanka, Gunathilaka, Asalanka, Kusal Mendes, Dinesh Chandamal, Shanaka the captain, Wanindo Hesaranga, Karan Aratni, Thikshana Chamira, Lahiro Kumara. Obviously, Rajapaksa we've not mentioned. He had a brilliant tournament in the World Cup. Average 35, struck, struck at 140. What have Sri Lanka done? They've left him at home. I mean, really, we just... Uh, uh, shaking our heads at that one. SCG, what's the pitch like? 155 average first innings score in the last 28. That's five years. Toss bias is minor at 54% for the chaser. Three times scores in the first innings of 190 or more in the Big Bash, which has just finished. Sri Lanka, they rank 6th and 10th in the Super 12s in the World Cup batting and bowling boundary percentage, respectively. Australia were the 1st and ninth. Does that suggest we're going to see Lots of runs. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. It feels like a bit of a Krishnamurti perfect storm here. You love an outsider. You despise Australia, the world champions. Surely you take them on. No, actually, no. I'm not. I'm not in that place with this at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say. I mean, the thing about Sri Lanka is we've got to think: is this the side that? really overperformed expectations in golf conditions in the World Cup. And they did look a really good side in that. Or is it the team that totally couldn't compete in England 
getting misconditions. And I'm inclined to think that in Australian conditions at SCG, it will be the latter. Um, that is a ground, to be fair, where you get big extremes, you get big scores, and you also get very low scores. Um, they've lost their last four games in Australia in the last four years, and I think that's indicative of their decline. So I think they will probably get uh, comfortably beaten here. And, and to be fair with Australia, um, look, I wasn't wild on in the World Cup, partly because of the golf conditions, right? They're not, I still don't think they're ideally suited to that. And I didn't expect David Warner to have a good tournament. Um, this is their home conditions. It should be better. And I love the replacement for um, Warner, Ben McDermott. I think he's a star. Okay, Richard Mann, if we go with the rule that whatever Paul Krishnamurti says about Australia, you do the opposite in T20 cricket, are you bumping onto Sri Lanka here? Uh, I so wanted to take Australia on here, but I just think in home conditions, and they're obviously a vastly improved T20 side, I just think they'll be a bit too strong, a bit too powerful for Sri Lanka, who have got a lot of potential and, and as Paul alluded to, look very good at the World Cup. I'm excited by them and I hope they can be competitive, but I think Australia will be too strong. Okay. Anything on the runs markets here, Paul Krishnamurti? Well, I think you've got to check the overheads at Sydney. That's really important. Um, but you do get a lot of low scores here. It's obviously, you get a lot, of condition, a lot of games in overcast conditions. I think that this could be a game to be going under 140, under 130 big odds for Sri Lanka. I think they could be very vulnerable. Okay. Ed Hawkins, you've spotted two prices on the sides markets. Yes. Uh, Josh Inglis. Look, I don't expect him to play, um, but he's 7-1 to one with Betfair Sportsbook. If he plays, he's likely to open the batting because he is an opener. So 7-1 to one is wrong. Your money back if he doesn't play. So uh, why he's as big as that, I don't know. Hasaranga at 30s for top Sri Lanka bat is going to be well backed. And just to pick up some of those prices, which Tasneem Summer Khan mentioned Asalanka boosted to 72 for top Sri Lanka Chimera 72 for most wickets and Fernando Benira Fernando uh, 92 for most wickets as well also just keep Perthik Shana in mind at massive prices for top Sri Lanka but he can give it a real tonk okay Richard Mann what do you like there uh, ben McDermott, Paul's mentioned him already. Brilliant big bash. It's, as Paul said, superb replacement for Warner. I think the key is now that Australia and Hobart have realised that he's an opening batsman. He had to make way at Hobart so many times for Darcy Short and Matthew Wade, bat down the order. But he is an opener of real potential, a t- terrific player, and I'll be with him this week. Same to you, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, well, um, both the guys have just brought up loads of my ideas there. Uh, Hasaranga at 30 to 1 is an absolute crazy price. I think we've got to look at the big prices here. As I said, I'm kind of expecting the more similar Sri Lanka to the one that was in England, the struggled in England, and in the three matches there, Binura Fernando won one of the matches, he's 100 to 1. Um, das and Shanika won 11 to 1. And, you know, 30 to 1 about Hasaranga is enormous. Um, I've got McDermott down, 3-1 to one top bat, 9-2 to top match batsman, like that a lot. Um, my old favourite, Josh Hazelwood, 16-1, to one, man of the match. He could cause serious damage to that Sri Lankan batting lineup. And with another bet that I mentioned in one of the previous games, most sixes, Australia, 4-6. to six. That just looks way too big for me. 
Okay, lovely stuff. Anyone, any more for any more? No, going once, going twice. Now it's best bets time. Pen and paper at the ready. Right, best bets time. We've got some scores, we've got some doors, and we've got Husky Hawkins. Richard Mann is minus one. He's on the comeback trail. There's some whopping winners last week. I think you can get man of the match on Yuzhahal, Rich. Yeah, brilliant. 11 to 1 winner. A spin again, just decimated West Indies. Just frustrated. It was a half a point win, but we go again. Yeah, we do. Uh, Paul is plus 4.6, and it's Paul Krishnamurti to go first this week. Okay, um, I will split a one unit stake, half a unit each. Top Sri Lanka batsman versus Australia. Uh, Winindu Hasaranga at 30 to 1. Das and Shanaka at 11 to 1. And I'll kick off uh, with. One point, Ben McDermott, top Australia batsman. Okay, and I will have one point, Ben McDermott, top match batsman, minor two. Uh, and I'll have one point, uh, Glenn Maxwell, man of the match in the same match. Okay, I'll have 0.5 points on Josh Hazelwood, 16 to 1, man of the match. I'll have a point on Sharith Asalanka, top Sri Lanka batsman. Okay, and I'll have my remaining 2.5 units on a double. Australia to score more, most sixes at four to six, and Molten Salt to score most sixes at four to six. I think that leaves me with two. So I'm going to have a, a unit on Ben McDermott, man of the match in the uh, Australia Sri Lanka match. And I'm going to finish off after some deliberation. I am going to go half a unit uh, for Masood and half a unit for Tim David uh, in the man of the match market, Molten Sultans against Zalme in the PSL. That's your lot for Cricket Only Better episode 124. Join us next time. In the meantime, don't forget to check out betting.bet for every PSL game previewed. And we'll have a deep data dive on Australia versus Sri Lanka. See you next time. <laughs>